Hey there, John here. We are so glad you're listening to the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. If you're new to the show, I hope you find something here you'll enjoy and that gives you a reason to come back. If you've been listening for a little while or a long while, as is the case with so many of you, I want to ask a favor. Would you consider introducing us to just one friend this week? There's really no better method of advertising than word of mouth. Pick a friend who shares your sense of humor or interests, even if they don't know what a podcast is, and tell them why our show has become a regular listening for you. And be bold. Help them get a podcast app on their phone and walk them through how to subscribe to the show. We love that you're here and would greatly appreciate your recommendation. Thanks for your time. Now, let's get on with the show. Hi, I'm Ethan, and I'm not Gen X. But listening and watching Gen X Grown Up makes me feel like I am. If you want the same experience I've had, consider becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown up? Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listeners, to this episode 138 of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. I am John. Joining me as always, of course, is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> I'm awake now. It wouldn't be a show without Mo. Hey, man. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Just doing my part, sir. You're, thank you. Well done. In this episode, we head to the theater for the new comedy horror film featuring a creepy, murderous, artificially intelligent doll, rebuild a favorite Marvel superhero in Lego brick form, and play a board game where the object is to convey a message using a limited pool of words. You know, when I first read that, I know this is yours, Mo. I was thinking of that job job that's part of Jackbox. Then I realized it's not even that. It's a board game that you've got, which is yes, pretty it's cool. Yes, a board game. So, yep. no. Yeah. So I wonder who stole from who. I don't even care because it's fun either way. It's fun. That's all that matters. <laughs> Before we get into those topics and many more, though, it's time for some fourth listener email. The fourth listener this time around, longtime listener, longtime patron, Jason H. dropped us a line. Cool. And uh, subject nice. of his email is backtrack suggestion. Okay. We take suggestions. Yeah. Here's what Jason had to say. Hello, John, Mo, and George. I'm Hello. always fucking last. Always. That's what they saved the best for. No, that's just something that's... you say to the person who's last to make them feel better. I know. That's why I told you. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Hello, John, Mo, and George. What about chatting about everyone's extracurricular activities while in high school or maybe even middle school or junior high? Uh, no. I no? No statute of limitations. I don't think it's up. <laughs> Well, just don't talk about those parts that are yeah, <laughs> just, you know, said extracurricular activities. These were outside of the school's curriculum. Trust me. Oh, <laughs> oh. I, I, we didn't mean crimes. I think he meant like playing ball or being in band or being in chorus, things uh, like that. That's uh, that's my theory. That is not just outside the school. It's not the same <laughs> logic you use when you're talking about the public domain, right? It's a okay. different kind. Yes, well, anyway. yeah. got to be clear for me. I don't always understand. <laughs> yeah, but I know. So, George, you had extracurriculars. You had sports. Yeah. I had band. And Mo, mm -hmm. Mo, did you have any extracurriculars? What did you do? Uh, I mostly worked, actually. I had an after-school job. Really? George did a lot of that, too. Hmm. 
right? Uh, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of this, and it wasn't just sports. I mean, you didn't have just band. You had a lot of other stuff, didn't you, John? Uh, you know, band was the number one thing, but uh, yeah, I, I, th- that was really my extracurricular for the most part. I mean, I had like I'd be like a chess club or something goofy or spelling bee nerdery thing. Okay, let's but... just do the backtrack right now. To hell yeah, with one thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah skip this basically, one. we have started the backtrack that you've asked for, Jason. <laughs> we'll have to kind of bounce it around. We'll put it on our list of possibles. You know, definitely. You know, Absolutely. Jason was on actually to say selfishly, I really want to hear all about John's experiences in marching band or high school band in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and by the way, to uh, be transparent, I've known Jason since I was 12. That's why he knows I was in band. We were actually in band together. Uh, he wants to hear a backtrack about himself in band. I, I think say, he wants. <laughs> talk about seeding the pond. Jesus Christ. That's not right. I apologize to the rest of the fourth listeners. <laughs> Jason wraps up going, wishing you all the best. Jason, parenthetically, the original. So everyone knows he's the first Jason. So okay. Any others, All right. <laughs> we'll definitely put it on the list, Jason. I mean, I, you know, if you want to hear how Mo had to work after school and how George was cracking heads in football and basketball and baseball and everything, we, we might do that. We'll check it out. We'll, we'll, we'll invest in do some stuff he can't talk about. Right. We won't yeah, talk no, about those things. We're not going to no. talk about those. Yeah. <laughs> we certainly appreciate that you wrote in with a suggestion, Jason. We love it every time one of the fourth listeners write in. If you would like your email featured here on the show, it is drop dead easy. Just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. Read every single one and most of them, like Jason's, eventually make the show. All right, with that good business well behind us, it's time to jump into the body of episode 138 right after this. Guys, for the last few weeks, we have been checking out Factors ready-made meals. Now, they tell us that eating better is easy with their delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, ready to go in two minutes. All that is great. It wouldn't matter if it didn't taste good. So, mm-hmm. I've, we've, I've had several. I've been eating them every couple of nights. I'll try one of these Factor meals. And then I had this turkey chili, and wow, was that good. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, my fiancé is vegetarian vegan, actually. So I went with the, yes. with the vegetarian option. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And you did for the whole box. Okay. Yep, yeah, for the whole box. You know, because they have like over 35 different options you can choose from like every single week. Mm-hmm. So I went with the vegan option or the vegetarian option. And let me tell you, they were pretty freaking amazing. Yeah. Matter of okay. fact, she yeah. stole half of them. One to start with. Wow. <laughs> she took so. them from you? Yeah. Yeah, my <laughs> wife and I have been trading out saying, oh, you try this and you try this and check it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was surprisingly good. And again, like I didn't realize that even that some of these that were even vegetarian, I didn't even know that. Didn't even know. Wow. Hmm. So what's really cool though, is that if you want to add something extra to all these different meal choices that mm-hmm. you're talking about, there's like 60 different add-ons to help you get going <laughs> and feel good basically all day long. And I don't mean mm-hmm. just like like an extra side or something like that. Like there's a whole bunch of breakfast add-on meals that you can add on to your subscription, not add on yeah. to the right, dinner yeah. meal, but like to mm-hmm. add to your meal plan for the day. And mm. I just think it's it's really awesome that they give you all these different choices so that you're not just tied in to just dinner or just lunch. Having breakfast mm-hmm. as part of one of these meal plans is, I think, kind of unique. I haven't seen that before in any of these meal yep. delivery services. So I don't know what everybody's waiting for. It's time to get started and get after <laughs> your goals right now. Fuel up fast with Factors restaurant quality meals are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Pancakes and smoothies? Yes, please. Discover a <laughs> wide variety of easy options for the entire day like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping or cooking or even cleanup required. Just throw it in the trash when you're done. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Let me tell you, if you're looking for something fast with premium options, Factor is the perfect solution for you. 
You guys know I'm the spreadsheet guy. Yep. I have done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every single meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Just head over to factormeals.com slash GenX50 and use code GenX50 to get 50% off. That's code GenX50 at factormeals.com slash GenX50 to get 50% off. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show, too. It helps more than you know. Long John Silver's A Name With Three Words presents our three-piece band in three-piece suits to announce our three-piece fish dinner that right now is only $3.49, which begs three questions. Do people love our three-piece fish dinner because of the original secret batter, the hand-filleted North Atlantic cod, or the low price of $3.49. Well, we say it's all three. So let's hear it for Long John Silver's three-piece fish dinner for $3.49. Ready, guys? A one, a two. We always like to get the ball rolling talking about media we have been checking out. It's one of our key loves. It's talking about TV or film or books or comics or music, whatever it could be. Uh, And Mo, you went out and you checked out probably what is the biggest movie in the theaters right now. And maybe the one that's been coming for the longest amount of time. Longest amount of time. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's the new Avatar. I mean, what was it? 17 years or something ridiculous like that? Is it that long? It was like 14 Mm. years. Something like it was really long. Yeah. I had no clue it was that long. Yeah. So I went to go see it with, uh, with my girl girlfriend and she was super excited because she loved the first one and mm. I kind of thought the first one was okay. I mean, it was mm-hmm. good, okay. but but Ditto. it wasn't like, you know, oh my God, I got to see it 30 times good. You know, I thought it was, it was good, right? <laughs> Some people did. Oh yeah, a lot of people did. And so I went to this one. So how it turned out was I said, it was all right. She was pissed off. She was not happy about it. Wow. Oh, no. Really? Really? Yeah. I know your girlfriend. She's not the angry type. So no. I kind of want to hear why she was pissed off. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because basically, it's the same movie twice. It's, it's the same movie as the first movie. They yeah. just mm-hmm. changed tribes. They mm-hmm. even go as She's far, not wrong. They, they brought the same bad guy back who's dead. Wait, wait. Sigourney <laughs> Weaver's back. She's dead. <laughs> yep. Is it a time travel thing? Is it before no, they die? They think some hooky mind body transfer memories thing. and yeah, yeah all kind of stuff. So it, I, John, you haven't seen it because obviously Mo and I have, but you still haven't seen it. That's I haven't. I haven't. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Like Mo, the first one, I was like, oh, it was fun. That was okay. Yeah, was I don't nice, think right? I ever watched it again after the theater. And so I, I honestly thought this would never come out. Like as long as it was taken to get done, I figured it would it would die in you know development purgatory. Yeah, I mean, production or pre production. How long whatever. were they making the six million dollar man movie with Mark Wahlberg? And that's been delayed and delayed and delayed. It's never going right. to happen. He's going to die before they make it. I figured that's happened here, but mm. yeah. Well, apparently, you can make more after this already. They already filmed like the next <laughs> movie. They, they okay, part of it. That so, was his plan. That's what yeah. he was. He was waiting mm. for some technology to get more advanced, and then he was going to film two or three of them all at the same time, right. kind of like they did um, the Matrix films. Right. They did the first one, then he did two and three, right, right together. Yeah. Right. To me, honestly, it almost seemed lazy. The movie to me, mm. I, and maybe I don't know if that's the right word or not, but. I was like, wow, there's like the same bad guy who's the exact same attitude that he had before. Mm-hmm. The same hero who's basically in a similar situation, except now he's a family. So that kind of raises stakes a little bit, but still basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. The critical piece of that tribe is under attack and they have to protect it. I mean, it, it just seemed very similar to the first movie. So I was like, 
my opinion was it was okay. I don't see me going back and seeing it again. Yeah. And I know some people love it and that's fine. It just for me, it just seemed like eh to me. Was it at least fun to watch? Because looking at it on the trailers, it looks staggeringly beautiful in how it, it depicts the world. But yeah, that absolutely was. That's not enough to carry a movie necessarily. You know what I mean? No, it, it, it was. But even the, you know, it's supposed to be water, so they're underwater a lot. And they did, it was mm-hmm. it was nice. Okay. I'm not going to say it was better than the first one, though. I, oh, I really? I mean, I haven't seen the first one in a while, to be honest. But mm-hmm. I don't remember it. My impression is that it wasn't like, it didn't awe me any more than the first one did. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I thought it was weird that even the things that swim in the water would come above the water and kind of fly for a while, which I was like, okay, we did that part. So I don't know. But look cool. <laughs> it looked cool. Yeah. I think for me, Mo, when I was watching it, I made a comment to my wife as the movie was playing, and mm-hmm. I usually don't do that, but when I was watching the first like 10 minutes of the film where they were doing the catch up to the current day kind of part. Right. Yeah. I told my wife, I leaned over and whispered to her. I said, this feels like something they produced for a Disney ride more than a movie. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh that <laughs> well, it is a Disney sequence. ride. Oh my God. That would be a perfect, like, why you're waiting for the ride movie to watch. That's kind really? of what it felt yeah. like. Like, mm. I don't know if either of you have been to Animal Kingdom's, you know, Avatar no, World, mm. the Pandora thing. I've been to it. I did their flight thing, which is mm. really fun, very engrossing and very entertaining. This felt like, okay, we're adding a new ride to that. Here's the little in the line prep thing, like you were saying. Mm. Right. About. Yeah. The other part, I think you're right that everything just felt like it was the same thing over again, all with a prettier layer, maybe. Yeah. Some nice acting. Yeah, good acting. I did enjoy the character of the orphan human. That's the only thing that felt that was new. It wasn't really new or fresh, but it, it felt different right. slightly. Yeah, they had a you see in the trailer, there's like a human kid who wears a mask all the time pretty much and just hangs out with, okay. the, with yeah. the whatever they're called, I forget. <laughs> the aliens, the blue people. <laughs> the blue people. <laughs> I know people are they Navi? Are Is that like what they're called? Spinning around right something now. else. Navi. Navi. Oh, I got it. Oh, that's yes. it. Got one. But yeah, so I mean, I heard, I don't know if this is true or not, but the next one is going to have something to do with fire, which I'm like, okay, you're getting air, water, fire. Are you kidding me? I'm hoping that's just like an onion thing, but <laughs> it, it makes I sense. wouldn't put it past it though, to be quite honest. You definitely, there was no question in my mind that Cameron was telling another environmental story. Oh, uh, oh my right. God, yeah. The first one was all about conserving the forest and our mm-hmm. natural resources of Earth. Yeah. This one was all about conserving the ocean and the whale hunting expedition mm-hmm. thing was the big like smack oh my, in the yeah. face kind of thing. Like they literally have these creatures that are, I guess, brothered, like sibling related through, you know, the, the whole planet thing. ecosphere yeah. thing. Mm-hmm to the Navi that live in and around the water. And of course the humans that are there, there's military people, but somehow now we've got commercial fishermen on this fucking planet. That's a billion light years away from earth. And they're killing the whales to harvest this one little thing. And then just thing. disposing the rest, well, of, the rest of the carcass, body. Yeah. And there's even comments made. That's all you keep. That seems wasteful. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, Cameron. Come on. Be a little more subtle, man. Draw me a picture. Yeah, I mean, he basically writes these messages on a bat and beats you over the head with it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's like zero subtlety in this at all. Mm -mm. And also, it was very predictable to me, too, also. I was like, okay, here's what's going to happen. I'm like, oh, that's going to die. Guaranteed. right? And and sure enough. So I'm kind of curious if it's going to make enough money, I guess, to cover because it they're not sure how much it costs. I think they said originally it was like 300 million, but they think it went way over that, oh. but they haven't really disclosed I mean, it yet. That's Cameron for you. Has he mm-hmm. ever brought in a film on budget? Oh no. Uh, but they said this thing would actually have to make like almost $2 billion. to like, I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, that's a lot of money. So again, I mean, it was it wasn't a bad movie by any stretch, but it was you know, eh, it was a movie I saw already. You know, yeah, <laughs> more the same. Yeah. So I'm hoping, George, you have something that's new and different. Well, it's it's new. Okay, I'll take it. Okay, uh, I'm not going to go with different um, <laughs> because it's a police procedural, and oh, those okay, have been okay. done to death on television sure. from the time of John's Dragnet all the way through Hill Street Blues yeah. and mm-hmm. beyond. This one is a new one called Will Trent and it's about an agent who lives in Georgia and I didn't know this was a thing so this is kind of cool to me. He works for the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Federal yep. Bureau of Investigation. Yeah. I'm like oh okay I didn't know the states <laughs> had their own bureaus yeah. of investigation. That's cool. The main character uh, Will Trent is played by a guy named Ramon Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. And you know how every detective that you see, there's always a quirk about his personality, right? There's something yep. that's a little off that makes him yeah. unique and flavorful. Will Trent is that he is horribly dyslexic. He can't read anything. Oh, okay. But because he's horribly dyslexic, he was an orphan raised in an orphanage, you know, and everything growing up, of course, the hard luck life that drove him to mm-hmm. succeed later on. Because of all those things, he's incredibly focused And he sees things in the crime scenes and in the people that nobody else can see, kind of like a Sherlock Holmes kind of like a superpower almost, right? He's using his dyslexia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. He starts off the story with the fact that he just recently came off of a case where he got a whole bunch of corrupt cops arrested and fired and put in jail. So he's everyone's favorite then, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And nobody wants him in any scenes. And he was put on the case by his boss. And like the whole deal was if he cleared that case, his reward was being able to work without a partner because he hates working with people. And of course, the very first thing she does on this new case is sticks him with a partner. Mm -hmm. Turns out to be the daughter of one of the police officers that got caught up in the corruption scandal. So even more drama (laughs) and stuff going back and forth. They do um, solve part of the case, but it looks like the case is going to go on for the entire season. Oh, okay. 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 Those can be interesting, actually. So one of those 10-part kind of Mm -hmm. storylines, at least. Um, I'm assuming 10 episodes. I don't know how many episodes they're going to do. It's a good series. It's fun. Uh, It's well-paced. The dialogue is written pretty decently. The actors are actually really good. I don't know any of these people, but I really am impressed with all of the cast so far. They all hold the screen, except for maybe his boss. Maybe she's a Mm. little underwhelming with her performance, but everybody else is top notch. Hmm, Okay. Very cool. And that's on ABC. I see your thing here, right? Yeah. Yeah. They drop all of them or is it just a... No, it's a weekly. It's It's on network TV. Oh, ABC is going to make you wait. Yeah. 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 Uh, Wait. Yeah, it's an appointment TV thing. We had the recruit last time and now Will Trent. There's a couple of kind of copy procedural things that you've you've brought to us. That's what you said. There's been so many, but apparently we're not sick of them because we keep watching them. (laughs) No, no. I mean, I enjoy police procedurals. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Law and Order trio just started back this past week. And I watched all of mm-hmm. them because I, I can't get enough of that kind of stuff. <laughs> Even though I understand how the police procedurals are influencing our culture and our mm-hmm. view mm-hmm. of police and the way that police can or can't behave. Uh, yep. A lot of those TV shows are starting to listen and 
take the pulse of America and they're starting to put things into their series to show, okay, we're paying attention. We agree with you. This is not right. Here's our part to try and change things. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like it's tough with juries because they think, oh, you just zoom in and enhance and you get all your, but they're like, oh, that's not how it works. (laughs) Right. But they're starting to like make it more realistic. So it is less damaging. That's, I didn't realize that. That's cool. I mean, to a degree, I would say it's more the social issues that they're focusing on. Oh, okay. Okay. So, you know, a black, lives matter movement type of Mm -hmm. spin on police procedurals where the people that before would just pull out a gun and shoot somebody. Now their characters are saying, well, now hold on. Mm -hmm. You don't really know what that person is going through. And so they're trying to be a little bit more socially aware. It feels like it. it. And Will Trent is so far, it's a good example of that. It's taking people who have disorders and people that are on the spectrum and different things like Hmm. that. And it's putting a focus on them, not just what the challenges are that they deal with, but also showing how they can succeed where most times people don't give them really the proper respect Hmm. that they deserve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's very cool. How many episodes have you seen? Just the one so far. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. It just came out last week. So nice. I will, by the time this is released, I'll have seen the second episode, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's a really solid, solid piece. Uh, I think that um, most people will enjoy it if they enjoy police procedurals. There's a lot of people out there who enjoy those things. So yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, speaking of things that people enjoy, John enjoys the shit out of some puppets. He he decided that this (laughs) next thing was about a puppet when it absolutely had nothing to do with puppets whatsoever. He's desperate, though. They haven't been a good puppet movie in quite some time. Well, there's a real dearth of puppet movies in the cinema right now, (laughs) so you have to kind of reach. No. Like I said, it's it's a doll. It's puppet-ish, right? No, it's... So uh, we're talking about Megan, which is spelled M3-G-A-N. Megan is a robotic puppet. If you've seen these trailers, this thing Mm -hmm. went viral because... The puppet girl, but say about the movie in a second, the puppet girl was doing this little crazy dance in the hallway before oh, yeah, it was attacking yeah. someone. And it went viral. And then I heard that they actually backed down the gore in the movie to get PG-13 because they figured so many kids would want to see it. No. Really? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Damn because, it. Because it went viral, they backed it down. But let me tell you, here's the premise of the movie. Fucking YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was TikTok, actually. Wait, who, same same, thing. same it's deal. It's all the Twitters. Fuck them oh, all. Like, all the they're Twitters. ruining my movies. <laughs> <laughs> the premise of Megan is there's a little girl who... Her parents die in a car accident and she is adopted, taken in by her aunt. Her aunt works for the company that makes basically, if you if you combined a Furby and a Teddy Ruxpin in 2022, this is what they make. Because these little okay. dolls that hook up to your phone and they talk to you and that kind of thing. Okay. She works at this company. Well, of course, this woman is ill-prepared to take care of a little girl because she's a single woman who never had a family. And the little girl, of course, is going through this trauma that she just lost her parents. It's not going great. Well, in parallel, this woman has been working on a skunk works project at her company to try to make the next big crazy thing, which is this walking, talking robot that can be your best friend. Mm-hmm. And she's written all the programming for it. And the concept is very simple. You pair with it like you would pair a Bluetooth phone and you become the primary user. And so she pairs a little girl with this robot named Megan, but its programming is to not let any harm come to the little girl. Right. 
whether it be physical or mm. emotional. Oh, geez. Oh, man. They threw the emotional in there, too. Well, there you go. There, <laughs> oh so God. you could write the rest of the movie at this point. Right? <laughs> I mean, that, that's that's it. Now it's just reaction the whole time. It is. Yeah. It is. It's. A, it, I mean, the doll starts out creepy because it's creepy looking. Yeah. And ultimately, it's an amazing companion for the girl. It brings her a great deal of joy. It brings her comfort. It gives companionship. It's kind of parenting her. Like, it's programmed to do things parents are sick of doing. Like, there's a scene where Megan is standing outside the bathroom door and the little girl comes out. Remember to flush. She goes in and flushes. <laughs> remember to wash your hands. She goes back in. Wait, remember to roll up your sleeves. Like, all the stuff parents are sick of doing over and over, this doll will do for you. Kind of help you parent. But as soon as the little girl starts getting bullied a little bit by somebody, oh, the doll steps mm. in. As soon as there's a disagreement between the niece and the aunt, the doll steps in because the primary user is this is little the girl. girl. Right. right. It is. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have to tell you too much more about the plot of the movie. Like I said, you could write the rest of it. What I think is important to know is they say it's a comedy horror movie. If you have mm -hmm. a friend or a significant other that doesn't like horror movies, they could watch this movie. That's not really horror. It's so not horror. Aww. Like horrible things are happening, but I was never scared. I was scared of the situation, but mm. I was more interested is as soon as I saw Megan, like, oh shit, what's she going to do now? <laughs> because the good people in the show are never really in danger. It's just who's messing with a little girl is kind of in danger. So it's not that horror -y. It's a little more comedy. You know that. I hate to kind of hear that description. I enjoy mm -hmm. a good comedy horror film. Don't get sure. me wrong. Oh, yeah. yeah. But the way that the trailer grabbed me when I first saw it, especially that dance that you mentioned went mm -hmm. viral. Mm -hmm. I was really looking forward to a really good creep fest. Yeah. That's yeah. what it felt like. I was like, holy mm -hmm. shit, October came early. This is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now, I mean, they backed the gore down to get the PG-13 rating, like you mm -hmm. said. You're saying it's more comedy than horror. It, it feels kind of like the trailer kind of teased the wrong thing, maybe. Mm. Because there are some mm. really great comedy horror films out mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And oh, the sure. trailer gives you a really good idea that that's what it is. And you still want to go see it. It feels like maybe they kind of did the bait and switch on this. Hey, it's more horror. Mm -hmm. eh, but it's really well not. I think when they made that first trailer, it was more horror, probably. So they mm, might not even meant okay. to do it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, so what'd you think of it? I really enjoyed it. I I'll okay. watch it again. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes had it like a 95% when I went wow. in. Like it was huge. They loved wow. it. Okay. And so generally I have super high expectations for a film when I go in like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that rating is whether people give a generally positive, generally negative review. So sure. I think most of those people were positive, but not super positive. I would rate this probably, I mean, it's a good three and a half tokens out of five. It oh, was okay. fun. It was enjoyable. Okay. It was a little predictable. But, you know, George, all the things you talk about, you wanted the creep fest. You wanted to see the mm -hmm. doll do these things. You wanted, you get all that. It just isn't scary like a Michael Myers or Freddy scary mm. because it kind of all happens like mostly in the daylight. You know what? what's going to happen. I mean, okay, spoiler for early in the movie, the, the minor, minor, minor spoiler is there's a dog that lives next door that's kind of an annoyance. Okay, well, Megan's going to do something about the dog, right? Sure. Okay, but like it happens in, it seems it was daytime, you knew it was coming, you were never like surprised that it was going to happen. It's a by the numbers comedy horror with some of the teeth of the horror backed off a bit, mm. but still the creep factor was enough for me to say it was an enjoyable film. Okay. Yeah, all right. So like $5 Tuesday on the A plus, on the Absolutely. AMC? $5 Tuesday. You betcha. Okay. You, okay. Yeah. Okay. Either A-list freebie or $5, but it's definitely $5 worth that. So yeah, don't miss out on it because of the things that I've said, if you were interested in it, because those things at least will pay off, even if it doesn't go above and beyond. Interesting. So. Okay.
If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. Nobody beats C.I. Joe, C.I. Joe, rolling thunder, machine gun cannon and a rocket tower. Rolling thunder is an awesome power. Nobody beats C.I. Joe, a real American hero. Rolling thunder comes with drivers. I'm going to start off this week's Tech and Toys with, well, basically with something I got you guys for Christmas. <laughs> so, <laughs> because quite honestly, I was so proud of myself because you two guys are impossible to shop for. I'm sure you hear that from your families. I'm sure you hear that from everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, usually it's like, oh, I'll get John another poster or get George another comic book. I mean, it's, you know. Right. So this year, though, I, I am so proud of myself. Um, I Leslie noped this thing. <laughs> you did. You did. Yeah. So I was cruising around and I saw an article in one of my news feeds. It's about how Microsoft, you could actually make custom Xbox controllers. Yes, you did. And I was like, cool. And I said, okay, maybe I mean, I'm like, how much can you really customize this? That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a couple of things you could customize the hell out of this thing. Like every single component you could pick the color for mm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. So I was looking, I'm like, I wonder if they have GXG colors. I'm like, yeah. And so <laughs> <laughs> that made it super easy. Just trying to make something that didn't look stupid and you even get it engraved with the name on it. So I had made yep. put GXG on them for you guys. So I'm pretty proud of myself. That's all I want to say is that I'm not going to say how much it is because it was a gift, but I'll put a link on it so people can look themselves. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you got the tech person who is tough to shop for, this was, I thought, a really good idea. So I'm proud of myself. So I'm patting myself on the back. <laughs> and I'll pat you on the back too. I'll tell you that I loved it as a gift. Thank you. And let me tell you, I enjoyed it three times. And maybe there'll be a forthcoming. But first, I'm like, oh, that, cool, an okay. Xbox control. Hold on. Yeah. What? We need to get the sensors involved before you get yeah, no, any further. Worried. <laughs> He's <laughs> approaching little, this. I was like, what's he doing? He's being creepy right now. <laughs> what ways do you think I would enjoy an Xbox controller, I, I George? I don't know. <laughs> But you should do it in a I, you haven't said home. that's what she said yet, so I'm, <laughs> no, I'm yeah. just no, that's true. They're all G-rated. Can I proceed? <laughs> okay, okay, yes. Okay, good. The first was when I'm like, oh, cool, a brand new Xbox controller, because I always need one. You can always mm-hmm. use one. There's always a second player, third player, one's busted, whatever. So, yay. And I'm like, that's great, because I'm hard to buy for. That's cool. And then I opened it, and I'm like, oh, damn, it's GXG colors. It's got the mm-hmm. red, the blue, and the white around it, you know, the bl- black accents here and there. And, and then I'm like, yeah, yay, I'm done. And then you pointed out, Oh, look, it's engraved. And right across the front where you look at it, it says Gen X grown up right there. Yep. And I'm like, wow, that's a third time. So I opened it and had three gifts in one <laughs> that, that I was able to enjoy when I when I cracked it open. Yeah. I mean, for me, honestly, I got the gift. It got here a few days before Christmas. And I was like, okay, cool. So we put it over by the tree and we sat there and I got all my gifts that day. Like, I think about one or two o'clock in the afternoon. That's when the boys got over here because, oh, okay, you know, they're, okay. they're mm-hmm. 20. 20 to 30 now. So waking up before noon is not possible. (laughs) It can happen. Right. So 
<laughs> we came over and we were doing that. We we're having lunch. We opened up all our gifts. And honestly, Mo, I completely forgot about your <laughs> gift because they were handing me all the gifts that they got me. Mm-hmm. And then I look over. I'm like, what the hell is that? She's like, that's your gift from Mo. I'm like, oh, shit. OK. Let me open. And <laughs> I had the same reactions that John did with the colors and Xbox controller. And then I saw the etching and showed mm-hmm. that to her. And she was like, wow, they can do that. I'm like, I don't fucking Mo did it. I don't know. <laughs> yes, somebody did somebody it. can. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was very thoughtful, very much oh. appreciated. I oh, love it. It's it's a great gift. I I almost don't want to play with it though. <laughs> I have the same problem. I'm like, I don't right? want to scratch it up. <laughs> like because I mean, with some of the recent success we've had on YouTube, it's not much longer before we're all famous. And I kind of want to put this like in a display case in the Gen X Grown Up Museum at this point. Well, like that first hat it. that I found the other day, the first white hat that you gave me, John. Oh, yeah. Yep. I still have that. And I'm like, I'm like that hat next to this controller, that would be an awesome display in the Gen X Grown Up Museum. Yeah, you're there. Right. Down in the lobby. It's going to be on a, on a little podium. Right. right. Like an old broken tripod. Here's mm. our first tripod. <laughs> well, cool. I'm glad yeah. you guys enjoyed it. But it yeah, was really, awesome. I mean, Thank you so much, Mo. It was awesome. Awesome. Yeah, and he said, if we got those hard to shop for people, if they're techie gamers, mm-hmm. I think this is mm-hmm. a great idea. But yeah. George, yours, I saw it, I looked at it, I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's, that's that's all I had to say about it. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, um, so not only did Mo knock Christmas out of the park for me this year, but so did my family. Um, mm. I got into a little bit of an argument with my wife about Mm-mm. maybe three weeks before Christmas. Okay. Because she came to me as she often does when it's time to give me a gift. And Mo, you pointed out, I'm probably very hard to shop for. (laughs) And she said, what would you like for Christmas? I said, I am fucking tired of picking my own gifts all the time. (laughs) If I have to pick my own (laughs) gift, just don't even, I was like, geez, because not only do I have to pick the gift, but because I'm apparently the only tech guy in the family, I have to show them how to go buy it online. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I just do it all myself. What do I need? Testify, testify, brother, (laughs) testify. (laughs) But they really care and they're really trying to give me something that I can use Mm -hmm. that I'll appreciate. Of course. Yeah, I totally get it. But it's not a surprise, right? And the surprise sometimes is the best part. Well, this year, after that argument, my wife took it really to heart. And both she and all of my kids and my mother, they all went all out. And the thing that they got, I've been delaying this, Mo, and I apologize. No, no, no. (laughs) One of the things that they picked up for me was the Lego Infinity Saga Iron Man statue. That looks so cool. (laughs) Yeah, so I did build it. I'll show it here to the viewers at home now. There you go. There he is. Mr. Iron Man. (laughs) He's very cool. He's articulated. He can move his little fingers and his hands and all of his joints. It's very technic oriented. Uh, The build probably took me... I don't know, maybe an hour and a half, two hours or something. Okay. okay. Part of that was because I decided to try building slightly differently than I ever had before. John, you know, with every Lego set, when you go to build something, what do you get? You get that manual. Yeah. yeah. Right. I didn't want to use that this time. Oh, damn. (laughs) These sets are getting pretty complex these days. That's tough. But I didn't want to do it by myself. I still wanted instructions. So instead, I scanned that little QR code that's on the front oh. of the thing. Right. Well, that's just a digital manual. That's cool. And oh. did the digital manual in 3D. Let me tell you, John, never build a set with the paper manual ever again. Really? Really? Only use that app. Because the one thing that I've always been a little 
perturbed by and there was no way to solve it in paper manual form is when you're looking at how to put the bricks together mm-hmm. you only have the one view you only have that yeah. one angle right there's right. one error they app, give you a reverse error it's they 3d go. you can like you can rotate around it? really rotate it zoom oh, it I didn't in know that. Oh, zoom cool. it away the hmm. whole nine yards that's it cool. is a beautiful system for building your lego sets if like me you need the instructions but mm-hmm. sometimes those paper ones like you're counting the little dots on, oh, the, yeah. on yeah. the boards like okay this goes in the third dot fourth mm-hmm. row mm-hmm. whatever yep. with this super easy super easy. Hmm. once i got the hang of the app it reduced my stress and my build time no question hmm. nice Neat. i've never really messed with it i saw it was there but i figured it was in case i lost it i didn't know it was <laughs> enhanced <laughs> you don't use instructions anyway john yeah. Come on. it's really good but <laughs> this lego man iron man thing it my wife went nuts when she saw it and she was like oh that's great so we went to walmart like two days later and bought mm-hmm. a whole bunch more lego i got a giant harry <laughs> potter thing back there to build i've got a james bond car oh that's all nice. these fun Ooh, stuff but cool. yeah really knocked it out of the park nice that's cool it was absolutely fun all right, John, I kind of mentioned a little about a little bit about us blowing up on a certain video. Yeah, a little and bit. Yeah. No, this is a good time for us to talk about it. Mm, it is a good time, right? Well, it's it's about some cool tech and toys that are coming our way. <laughs> Uh, just probably around Christmas time, the company My Arcade that you all know that make the little tabletop arcade oh, yeah. toys that we've talked right. about mm-hmm. a great deal. And it's, you know, it's a lot of what we cover and, and review over on YouTube. They started leaking these images saying, hey, look, there's new things coming out, like super close up of something. Like here's the button on edge <laughs> in the dark. Like you really couldn't tell what it was. Like, I think it's a button. I think it's a joystick, you know. Oh, I knew what I thought it was right away. So I'm like, you know what? We're currently, you know, I'm currently full-time working just next growing up. I'm looking for other avenues to do things. And like something that is often interesting and popular is to speculate on something that's current in the news. Mm-hmm. So I did a piece about, well, they're saying, what do you think this is? Let me guess. And I'll just share it on video and see. And yeah. so that video did pretty well. It looked pretty obviously like that font looks like the A from Atari. That looks like something mm-hmm. with Atari. Mm-hmm. The next day I got my, an email from the the my contact at my arcade said, you nailed it. We're going to have to put it on social what it is now. I'm sure I wasn't the only one. It was pretty yeah. obvious, right? <laughs> <Still>. Right. <laughs> yeah. So they were working with Atari. Uh, So fast forward now to just this past week. This is the week of the Consumer Electronics Show Mm, over in Las Vegas, where Mm -hmm. everybody that makes cool stuff brings them out. Like I I got an email that Lockley, the guys that make the thumbprint door lock, we're at CES, come see us, right? Everybody that makes anything (laughs) cool is out at CES. And so my arcade was there. So they announced a line of new products. And is it too many to go over? Mo's going to put a link down in the show notes to uh, the, the playlist of things that I have been covering about this. But they definitely are collaborating with Atari. The first thing that they're doing is taking some Atari 2600 games and putting them in a little handheld device. Uh, like the little, they're called pocket players. It has okay. the, the lanyard, you put a hang on your wrist. It looks like a little Nintendo Game Boy or DS or something, right? One Got, of those guys. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yep. The next thing they're doing is they're taking those same Atari 2600 games and they're putting them in a tabletop micro player like you would have had Galaga or Pac-Man. Right. Okay. It's not arcade games, but this Atari 2600 games mm-hmm. inside of there. The biggest announcement that they had that they really were leaking big time is they're making what 
what effectively is the most gorgeous plug and play device you've ever hooked up to your TV to play Atari games called oh, it is pretty. The, it's called the Atari Game Station Plus. Mm. It it has these like cycling LED lights that ring around the controller. It has wireless controllers. It has the the, the A button on the bottom and like a, a trigger on the top. I saw the trigger. I'm like, that could be kind of kind of Tronny maybe, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> to do so the non Atari game. They um, so they're out there as we record this. They're right now out there at CES and they're doing more stuff. And I've continued to do videos throughout that. And I, I, because I have a nice relationship with the My Arcade folks, they sent me some images a couple of days early and said, here's what we're going to be revealing. You can drop this 30 minutes after we announce it on social on the day. So I prepped a video and dropped it and it, it outperformed any video we've done in the last three years. Probably it did yep. really well. Yeah. Uh, I did another follow-up and it's already doing pretty well. Um, I mean, so part of this is about, Hey, chasing some YouTube numbers. Cause we're trying to grow a big part of this for me though, is this is some cool shit that's coming out. It is. <laughs> Two companies right? that it I is. like are combining forces. They're doing some neat stuff. And I'm not even going to talk about all the things, but there's more stuff they announced at CES that look pretty awesome, that looks like a return to the best parts of the things they did when they were doing things back in 2019, 2020. Nothing announced officially, but I saw a bunch of pictures and man, it looks promising in the coming year. So I kind of want to go back to the console because sure, sure, sure. of yeah, the three things you mentioned, that's mm-hmm. absolutely the biggest of those three. It is. Yep. But it's not the first Atari console Mm-mm. that we've no, been given far. in the no. last few years even. John, you got your ridiculously <laughs> expensive, super long time in waiting Atari <laughs> VCS, right? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. But then there's also that thing. I think um, I've seen you maybe have something on your wish list, or maybe you just bought that Redkin, I think is the company where they. Um, oh, Re- Retron. You're thinking of Retron. Hyperkin. The Retron. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so they have a console as well mm-hmm. that seems to be very Atari forward, although I think it maybe plays other things. I don't know, but. I was interested in buying one of those. <laughs> it's funny. I have a Retron sitting in view. It was almost the thing I was going to talk about today, except all this <laughs> thing, all this stuff blew up with my arcade instead. <laughs> so we've got this now, the third entry into mm-hmm. our nostalgic gaming history, right? At least, yeah. I'm just kind of curious. You've got two. You're absolutely going to get the third. You've been brought in ahead of time by the super or yeah. the my arcade people. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you've been brought in ahead of time by the Atari people and they're retagging our tweets and Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter thingies, whatever. For sure. And I'm just kind of curious, are you more excited for this device than you are for the other two hmm. now that you have them? Or do you think your level of excitement is equal to what those were before you got them? Do you think you're going to be disappointed this time? Because I know with the VCS, I was mm-hmm, a little mm-hmm. disappointed in what you ended sure, up getting. I was too. Yeah. yeah. And I've heard some people on our Discord server, genxgrownup.com slash Discord. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> You're so good at that. I've heard some people say they want us to go back and look at the system because it's right. more evolved now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on the comparisons? Because it seems like there are going to be a lot of people throwing their hats in this Atari ring now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Atari is looking to partner because the 50th and they're trying to drive mm-hmm. the, the, you know, well, Atari was in the wind for so many years. And then mm-hmm. finally the company that purchased it now decided to try to reinvigorate the nostalgic part of it. That's why you've seen so much in the last two or three years. Well, even that games, uh, that, uh, front end, 
thing that you got recently, the Atari 50th. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The game I mean, that's not yeah. a console, but that's still beautiful. Oh, oh yeah. 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 The anniversary celebration is spectacular. Right. Yeah. The, maybe the, the best compilation of games ever, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Like nostalgic games. It's a really interesting question. I think probably the Retron really doesn't enter into this. This is kind of, that's more of an appliance. But you talk about the VCS, okay. you talk about the flashbacks. There's certainly many, as you mentioned. I think the VCS I went into not knowing what I was getting into. I mean, I backed that thing when they said, it's called the Atari box. And I'm like, I'm in. I don't know what it does. I'm in, right? <laughs> There's been a lot of water under the bridge in the intervening three or four years now. And now that I I know what to expect now, I know what's possible. I know what's capable. I know what titles Atari wants to release and put out. That I think many of us were, we were very excited when that thing got announced, when they were teasing it. Because like like you said, you could look at the picture and go, that's going to be Atari something. That's going to be, right. Oh, yeah. You could see that. So in our head, I even say in my latest video, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Because we didn't know what it was, we started mapping our wishes onto it. Mm, okay. It made yeah. us interested. But on the flip yeah. side, every time it doesn't line up with our wish, it's a little disappointing. So I tempered that a bit. So the reality is, I think I'm prepared for exactly what this is. I know what it's going to be. I know what it's going to play. I know it's going to have expandability. I know it's going to have the game. Games it has on it. A couple hundred arcade, sure. 2600, 700, mm -hmm. plenty of stuff. People will say it's another one of those. It's another Me Too. That's possible. But you got to remember, not everybody bought the previous ones. Maybe this is the one sure. they do want. Yeah, I'm I'm in that camp. I haven't bought either of the two systems you have. Mm -hmm. yep. I haven't even bought the Atari 50th game yet because I was trying to get some Christmas money into the bank before right. I did. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I... I kind of want this one, but I'm a little nervous because of your past experiences. Mm -hmm. Well, wait until I do talk about the Retron and see if that's something more like what you want. So okay. we'll probably talk about that in the coming weeks too. Yeah. I mean, when I saw the pictures, that thing just looks beautiful though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's gorgeous. Yeah. I saw the thing. I'm like, and I, I honestly, I want it just because of how it looks, to be honest. I mean, it just <laughs> looks so nice. Even it's if it nice eye candy. sits on my shelf and doesn't do anything, it'll look awesome doing it. But did they have anything else, any kind of release date or anything yet? I know they announced it at CES. Have they given approximate dates or anything? Not yet. They haven't announced prices yet. They haven't announced shipping dates yet. Mm. But the only, like, I, I hear little nuggets here and there that somebody told somebody and told them not to tell them anything. And then somebody mentions a piece of it, right? Mm. So what I have heard is it should be making its way to influencers in the coming months. So it's not tomorrow. It's not next week. It's not okay. next month. It's it probably six months, like right? a Q2 maybe. It could be. But we have several products. They could be trickling out over the next year or so. Yeah. It's not just are, one thing. Are we influencer on. enough to get one? Uh, lately, I have been. So let's hope that that holds true. <laughs> that holds true. <laughs> awesome. Everybody listening to this podcast, go watch the video 37 times. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least 32. It takes okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com. It's 
tea time. Yeah! It's Nerf Indoor Golf, the game that turns your home into a nine-hole golf course. It's tough to make a disastrous shot because the balls are soft and safe. Nerf Indoor Golf from Parker Brothers. This is the main event of the podcast. For the three in attendance locally and the millions listening around the world. Ladies and gentlemen. Guys, we were having a lot of fun talking about the Atari. Now it's time to talk about games because mm. that's what we enjoyed the most about the Atari. And that's what I enjoy the mm. most on this podcast. <laughs> and I'm going to take the reins and start first because I'm going to talk about something that Mo talked about over a year ago, I believe okay. in 2021. I'm going to talk about a game called Dimeo. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So the, so you're the getting VR... The whole- Dungeons and Dragons light kind Mm -hmm, of fun mm -hmm. thing. I recently was gifted a quest, as we've Mm -hmm. talked about previously, Mm -hmm. by King of Nerds. Go check out his YouTube channel. If you haven't done it, you're late. Um, (laughs) He'll love you for that. (laughs) I know. He's great. And so he not only gifted me the quest too, but he also gifted me this game, Dimeo. Mm Mm-hmm. And we were trying to get some people together through our Discord channel, genxgrownup.com slash Discord. And bang, we were bang. wanting to set up to play. And Mo, you, another one of our listeners, Brad B, mm-hmm. and myself mm-hmm. joined a game and played. Right. And we got our asses kicked. Oh, no badly. question. Badly. About it. Very quickly. <laughs> yeah, we, we picked something probably that's too advanced, I think. But And not to retread everything that Mo said a year and a half ago, but just a quick thing basically you're a kid in your virtual basement and you have a dungeons and dragons table set up and it's the best setup you ever wanted when you were a kid (laughs) the maps are all 3d and modeled and everything and you pick your little characters and you put them on the board and you pick dice up with your little quest two hand set and throw them (laughs) and you're running around the board chasing you know the demons and grabbing gold and everything it's a lot of fun Uh, You get to play different games and maps and they're all already laid out. Everything you need to do is already set up. That's the thing I don't like about Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons Mm. takes too goddamn long sometimes to get good (laughs) for me. This started. (laughs) Yeah, you're good right away. You don't have to worry about rolling dice 47 times before you even hear what the story is. You're just playing. Right. But it has a lot of nostalgic nods back to Dungeons and Dragons. You Mm -hmm. get to pick up the manuals and look at them and they look just like the old Dungeons and Dragons (laughs) manuals and the dice, you know, they're 20 sided dice looking kind of things really interesting characters and they all have these crazy abilities Mm. and shooting and everything. It's got a card system built into it too, a little bit, which is fun, Mm. but there's some new updates from when Mo talked about it a year and a half ago. There's this thing called the heroes lounge. I think, is that right, Mo? Yeah, that's what it was. Heroes hangout or heroes lounge. I think it was hangout. hangout. Yeah. So this is a place, John, that you go, it would have been your Dungeons and Dragons shop that you went to go buy your stuff at. Okay. You walk in there and there's manuals on the wall. You look over and there's a completely bored, uninterested character that's playing with their phone. You mean like the place you would have gone like to Walden books to buy your Dungeons and Dragons books. Oh, not in the game. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. You look over, there's a Hauntlet arcade cabinet, not Gauntlet, it's Hauntlet. (laughs) Hauntlet, And you can actually play it. 
You really? actually can sidle up to it and play it. There's like little things you can pick up and throw them at each other. Like we were throwing plushies and whatnot at it. <laughs> at the store. There's a room that you can go in and change your shirt and gloves and hat and stuff. And they had some, they had a Cobra Kai one. So I put that on, of course. Oh, nice. Yep. But in the back, you go around the corner yeah. and Mo found this room. Mo's like, I wonder what this is. I've never seen this before. We go inside, John, you can sit down at mm -hmm. a chair in this room that's in the back of the shop and you can virtually 3D paint miniatures. Really? Yeah. Completely. <laughs> they have different brushes. They have a little, um, a little a spray thing, palette, airbrush, yeah, airbrush thing. Yeah. Airbrush things. Oh, really? They have like five or six different miniatures. <laughs> you pick them up, you hold them, you can look at them, turn them around, paint them. It's so much fun. Mo, I found out after I yeah. went back in, it saves it. Oh, even better. So everything you did, <laughs> when you leave, you come back, it's linked to your quest oh, account, okay. your meta mm. account. So you go back and the figures you nice. painted are still the same way they were. Because huh. we figured that we so needed to be wiped out, you know. Oh yeah. my God. It is That's such so cool. a fun time. We, the three of us literally spent as much or maybe more time yeah, in that room than we did playing the game. Playing the game. Really? It's, well, it's like the Zen part of, sometimes you want to play a battle game and sometimes you want to futz around. And like, they're both in this game now. Yep. Yeah. The only thing I, I think it was Brad B that mm -hmm. brought up the suggestion that, you know, what would be perfect is if when you got done painting your little minifigure, you could download an STL and 3D print it. Oh, that would be yeah, nice. Very cool. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, it's a great game. Yeah. And I'd say, and the hangout part, it was actually fun because we were just sitting around painting models yeah. and just chatting, mm -hmm. you know, just, just talking, you know, and I could see where George is. It's a social aspect. That, that's yeah, a big I part watched, of d, &D. I see him painting his, I see Brad painting his thing. Brad got up wow. and wandered the room and was doing stuff. That's I mean, it, it was, it was very cool. It was very cool. Yeah. Like John, you, you mentioned all the time, you asked the question, what is VR solving, right? What mm -hmm. problem is it fixing? I don't know that it's fixing any problem, but I'll say this of all the VR experiences I've had working with this quest Two and the walkabout game I talked about on the last mm -hmm. podcast. And now this one, it is, it is a hundred times better than it ever was in the past. And it is enhancing my enjoyment of gameplay, not just through the game itself, but also through the social aspects. I met people in the poker VR thing that were a lot of fun and nice to talk to. Uh, had a great time with Demio, with Brad B and Mo, and then I played it again with King of Nerds the other day. It's so much fun. I know the rig is expensive. It's like $400, I think. Yeah, for the big one, yeah. But if you look at... If you mm -hmm. look at mm -hmm. what you would spend on a gaming PC, I'm not saying this equates to that, yeah. but percentage and proportion wise, I think it's a fair price for what you get. Now, just like a gaming PC, you're going to have to buy other stuff. You still got to buy a nice mouse. You still got to buy a nice for joystick. Sure. You still got to buy the software, the game, whatever. Same thing with this. It's not just $4.99 or $3.99 and you're done. Mm -hmm. No, you got to get other stuff as you go. But even just with the three ninety nine price, and I think Demio was like twenty five bucks, something, yeah, like, something that, like that. Yeah, I could spend weeks enjoying this mm. thing. You're getting your monies out of it, so yeah, your money's worth absolutely. Yeah. I'm definitely getting my Corys out of this. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Maybe eventually. You're probably not there yet. It's well. I mean, for me, I got the game. Well, you did. You did, to me, you so did my a trade. That's right. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I got to take care of right away. It makes it easy. <laughs> what about you, John? You playing anything fun? Uh, yes, fun. Like you, also not new. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Come on, guys. So, <laughs> I, well, look, I looked back at this because I'd forgotten. We talked about this five years ago. It was in 2017 that I mentioned. Really? 
This is a free game. And I, I mention it because like I forgot, I remembered I played it, but I forgot how much I enjoyed it. So I just kind of rediscovered it in the last couple of weeks. Okay. Um, the games I like on phones, essentially there are two games I like on phones. I like puzzle games that don't rush me. And mm-hmm. that damn Retro Bowl you got me hooked on, George. <laughs> You're still playing Retro Bowl? I'm still playing that stupid thing. <laughs> I gave that up like a year and a half ago. Listen, listen, I know that a game lasts about as long as I need to be in the bathroom because that's about <laughs> every time I play it. <laughs> but when I'm not playing that, I'm looking for something else. So, you know, in Android, you have this, I think an Apple does too. There's an icon that aggregates all of your games together. And I'm, I was mm-hmm. cleaning up my phone going, let's get rid of crap. Let's get rid of crap. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, Ox B. I forgot all about Ox B. Okay. That's the game that I want to talk to you about because the odds are a lot of people that listened to us back in 2017 didn't listen now. And even though I was there listening, I'd forgotten how cool this game was. (laughs) I completely forgot we even talked about it. So apparently I wasn't listening either. So this is a game that I won't even bother suggesting my wife try, and I'll tell you why in a second. But the game is a touchscreen phone version of something we have all done. If you've ever hooked up your stereo and got the box out of the garage that has all the wires and adapters and everything. (laughs) Right. That's what this game is. So you're presented with a screen that at the top is a plug that says out. And at the bottom, there's a plug that says in. And you need to connect to this stereo. The, The sound's coming out of one, you plug it in the other. You plug it in, plug it in, music plays, that's level one. Okay. The deal is sometimes it's an XLR cable. Sometimes it's an RCA plug. Sometimes it's it's a quarter That's inch right. plug. I forgot about that. And and there are these blocks where, well, if you plug in one XLR, you'll get out two B and Cs. And like, okay, well, and you can only connect like to like is the deal. And there are lots of ways to hook it up, but only one way to get it right. Why would I want to play this? <laughs> because it's fun. It's solving the puzzle. It, it's skills you've already got. Because like, if my my wife is like, I don't even know the difference between my micro USB and USB-C. So don't even ask me, but there's little, little subtleties there, but each level gets progressively more difficult. Initially, they're easy because there's one way to solve it. And then there become ones where, well, you could plug this in here or plug it in here. But if I do that, I'm at a dead end. I got to move them around and eventually get to the point where you got to scroll the screen. There's more than even fits on the screen. Oh my God. All these little components you have to connect. And in the end, there's this satisfying, don't mute it, whatever you do. Because when you plug the last one in and you win, it scrolls up to this speaker and the speaker starts going like this dubstep is playing. You get rewarded by the music making it to the output of the speaker. Man. I remember buying this game because you recommended it. I remember having fun, but it was a long time ago. Like I did not remember what this game was about. I don't enjoy connecting shit now (laughs) in the real world. Well, here's the thing. If I made you buy it before, these days it's free to download and the first 40 levels are totally free. Okay. Yeah. I I don't think I bought it before. Yeah. I I don't think I bought it. I think I still have the free version because I think because I went when I played it years ago I'm on level 23 apparently level 23 is where I said nope enough (laughs) but going back to level one and playing it again I remembered what I liked about it and it's scratching Mm. that nerdy technical itch of like oh you got to connect this I got to split the RCAs out because I got to go to two different Mm -hmm. outputs and uh, it's that kind of thing but if you're with kind of person that doesn't know one cable from another or you're the kind of person that doesn't understand what an input versus output is stay away from this (laughs) (laughs) but if you are a nerdy techie kind of person check out Oxb, you can do it on Android or Apple. Yeah, and right now it's free for the first forty levels. So give it a shot. All right, all right, yeah, Mo. So we have both repeated something. Do you at least have something? That's new we could talk about. I actually do. Um, yes, and it's actually a little different. One. It's a board game. <laughs> there we so go. So it's a board game, which is even different right. from our usual stuff, you know? Wonderful. So um, this is a game that we got as like a family gift for Christmas. 
And it's a mm-hmm. game is called Ransom Note. Ooh, nice family murder, game. Murder. So how you play is like, remember those magnetic poetry things that you have your refrigerator poetry, the little ma- the words, and you just rearrange the words. Oh, you, you rearrange them and mm-hmm. yeah, form make a your own thought. Okay. So somebody saw those and decided to make a game out of them. They did. So you basically start off with this huge collection of those little magnets. Everyone has a little metal plate that you can put them on. Okay. And the goal is, it's kind of like Cards Against Humanity in the sense that there's like one person judges and whoever has the funniest answer is the winner. Okay. So mm-hmm. what happens is that, so you get a random set of these words. You just don't know what words you have to work with. Okay. And then someone picks a card and it says, like one of the examples was, tell someone you've clogged their toilet during a party. Oh. And then you have to figure out how to convey that thought <laughs> with only the words you have. <laughs> okay. And then it goes around and like one person, each person takes a turn of being the judge and they choose whoever, if you is the best, you get the card or whoever gets like five cards at the mm. end wins. So I'm looking for like water, room, splash, well, log. But things <laughs> you only have the ones that you could work with. So like, right. I, oh, I use that one yeah. because okay. the example they gave on the game box is like someone said, did dump, tough disappear. that wins winner (laughs) i'm just kind of curious because it it sounds like it would be a really great party game oh yeah like i can understand family game night would be fun Mm -hmm. but a party game where there's a group of people coming to your house this feels like it would be really good like cards against humanity which by the way to this day still have never played okay i don't know how i've never played it but this sounds like it would be that type of a game. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And so one of the other examples is like, ask a child in the airplane seat behind you to stop kicking. Okay. And they have like, young man, why foot enemy? I suffer. Why foot I mean, <laughs> I suffer. <laughs> I suffer. And, so, and, and it's very uh, tongue, even the instruction manual is very tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. Like someone says, you know, Q&A says, if I have my own poetry magnets words, can I use those? And they're like, we got your money. I don't care. Do whatever you, you want. You don't care what you do. <laughs> That's what right. it says. <laughs> says, you can do whatever the hell you want to at this point. We were just cracking up the entire time. Because again, you only have that limited set of words and you're trying mm-hmm, to make mm-hmm. something that's coherent enough to be funny. And it's a, it, it was a blast. It's super easy. to. I've explained the instructions to you. That's all the instructions right there. And even when it says, it says like, take two pinches of words. You know, so basically, you bag. You just grab a pinch of these magnet words. You drop them on. <laughs> that's what you get. And it says, and if you're anal retentive, it's seven, get 75 and count them out if you really want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds pretty simple to set up and play. Was it very expensive? Or about, no, it's a Christmas gift. Or, but do you know? Yeah. I mean, I looked on Amazon. It's not cheap. It's 44 bucks. Wow. So it's definitely more expensive. Me. Yeah. This is yeah. a more expensive game. Well, the other bad part, I guess, is that it won a whole bunch of awards last year. So uh, oh, whoops. Now it's <laughs> yeah, So they're like making sure they hit that mm-hmm. high price mm-hmm. point now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, every, all these, it's like the top word game of last year and everyone's just kind of raving over because again, it's really simple. You know, I was playing with family, but if you're playing with like friends and you had a few drinks in you, it'd be even mm-hmm. funnier, I'm oh, sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of want to play it right now. Like it sounds right. Fun. Oh, it is. It, it's a thrill. And there's no time limit really even, except like when it, the basic is like, when we get sick of waiting, it's like, okay, time's up. And if you're one of those people, you can say 90 seconds, you know, if you want uh, to. Yeah. Again, a lot of fun, super easy. You can play with all different age groups too, because you know as long as they can read, they can play. Yeah, and again, it's, it's super creative, so I definitely highly recommend it. You got to bring that to SFGE this year, so we oh, can yeah, all play absolutely. together. Oh, that yeah. sounds like fun. Yep. Absolutely, They're cool. Science, 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 science. Hello, podcast fans. Want to get weird with us? 
Come check out the Mad Scientist Podcast. We are a weekly show that looks at the history, philosophy, and hard facts behind your biggest paranormal questions. Did the government really pay for a psychic spy program? Yes! Is it true that surgery got its start in grave robbing? Yes! Can a roller coaster really kill you? Legally, we can't say so for sure, but sometimes... Yes! Join myself, Chris Cogswell, and my co-host, Marie Mayhew, as we examine the science, philosophy, and history behind the strange and unusual. All to discover what's possible and plausible versus what's, well, just made up. Check us out wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Mad Scientist Podcast. If you're a die-hard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. A new Optimus Prime is here. Power Master Optimus Prime! Now, Optimus Prime is back as a Power Master. He only transforms when his Nebulon becomes his engine. And Optimus transforms into a super robot. Power Master Transformers! You likely know that before we wrap up the show, we always like to take a moment right here at the end to talk about the things we're either looking at or looking forward to between now and the next time we have a chance to get together to record the show. And George, I would love to start with you. What do you have on the horizon? Well, uh, first thing I'm kind of looking forward to is selling a few things on eBay. I've been Mm. trying really hard. I posted some (laughs) stuff and nothing's selling yet, but I'm hoping that I get some stuff. I did the promotion thing because MC Murr said, you know, if you don't promote your listing, you're not like going to get any and he was right like i had this lego set john that you and i looked Mm -hmm. at i had it posted for a week three views yeah Mm. and then as soon as i promoted it 100 views like four watchers all this stuff (laughs) nobody's bought it yet but it's getting traffic finally so i'm looking forward to that uh second thing i'm looking forward to and i i really shouldn't be looking forward to this but i am i'm looking forward to house party this is the new house party movie oh a new one yeah. Okay. Oh my God. I think they're taking the original and it's like they're revamping it. This time, the two guys, they end up in LeBron James's house. <laughs> and <laughs> that's where the this. party is going to take place. <laughs> it's stupid looking. The trailer is horrendous, but God damn it. It's just caught my funny bone a little bit. So I kind of <laughs> want to watch it. But the thing I'm looking forward to the most is coming out on January 20th. And it's a movie that, John, you mentioned a long time ago. It's kind of based in that same realm or world or style of that movie Searching. And this one's called Missing. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, yep. There's a daughter mm-hmm. whose mother goes on a vacation and the mother disappears on the vacation and the daughter's trying to get the police and the FBI involved to find mm-hmm. her mother. And then all kinds of weird shit comes out. Like, do, do you know what your mother's real name is? Like, what? What do you <laughs> <laughs> So it looks really fun. I think it's going to be a good solid film, just like searching was. Mm-hmm. And the gimmick is like, it kind of all happens on a computer screen. You're seeing right. most of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's not in real life. It's kind of how we live our lives now, which I mm-hmm. think is really fascinating. That's what yeah. searching was like. Very cool. There's been some notable failures trying mm-hmm. to do that kind of yeah, thing. For sure. but yeah. This one looks like it's going to be pretty successful. Yeah. Oh, cool. But that's what I'm looking forward to. Mo, what about you? Well, one of the things I'm looking for is Megan, because I couldn't go with John <laughs> when he saw it. Forward to so it after I'm still looking heard. forward to it, so you I, should. I'll see it you now. Should. Oh, yeah, absolutely will. Um, besides that, there's um, a new show on AMC, The Mayfair Witches, which is another based on another set of Anne Rice books. Oh, hmm. okay. Which, you know, I'll give it a shot. I like the, interview, the way they did interview the vampire, so I'm hoping that this one also is pretty good. Okay. Um, but what I'm really looking forward to is a new show on HBO 
called The Last of Us based on the video game. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen some trailers that looks it looks awesome. really good. It's got the guy who plays uh, the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He's in it. It's a post-pandemic world and the guy's trying to make it across the country with a kid, mm-hmm. a little bit. You know, it's pretty, seems pretty typical, but they've been doing such a good job with these, this type of movie or show these days. Mm-hmm. And the fact they're making it like a show, so it's not like they have to cram an entire game experience in a two-hour movie, you know, they, right. they could stretch it out. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. The trailer looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Hoping it lives up to the trailer. So I have very positive, uh, up, I'm very optimistic about it. Let's say that. Cool. <laughs> I was a little yeah. surprised that they didn't go back and try to cast the original actors who were in the video game because yeah. that was all motion capture. Oh, acting. right. right. They were just the like part. her. Yeah. The only thing is uh, Ellen Page, you know, she's transitioned now. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. maybe that might, you know, make it weird or something, I guess, yeah, because of the storyline in the game. But. I'm looking forward to this one. It looks awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So how about you, John? What are you looking forward to? Uh, you know, I'm also looking forward to that missing film. I had that on the, mm-hmm. I saw you had it. That was something that, oh yeah, it's, you're right. There've been a couple that kind of did this weird, but this one looks pretty cool. In yeah. fact, I heard there's too much in the trailer. So every time I go to the movie, I put my fingers in my ears and go, la, 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 until <laughs> it's over. Because I don't want to know any more about it at this point, you know? Also the... Not a reboot, continuation of Night Court yeah, kicks off January seventeenth. Don't that. look forward to that. Look, I'm not I, saying mm. I'm going to love it. I'm saying I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it. That you feels know? like a nostalgia money grab. Uh, well, mm. isn't that what nostalgia is? When you put anytime there, yeah, there's a chance to capitalize yeah. on it, we do it. I so. guess. I mean, there there are a few returning characters. Some they're like relation. I think the new judge is actually the daughter of Judge mm-hmm. Harry. Is the deal? And I think and Lara Kent is in it. Back mm-hmm. there, yeah. yeah, yeah. So just curious to see what they do with it. I mean, I was really apprehensive about Quantum Leap, and I'm loving that. So That's maybe, true. That's okay. true. maybe. That's true. Yeah. And in the same vein, the thing I'm most looking forward to is that '90s show. <laughs> that really? '70s show is so much fun. And now they've gone back there. It's still the Foreman's. It's still their basement or garage or whatever it is. But it's oh, the really? '90s show. Different kids, yeah. Red and Kitty Foreman are still in it. They're oh, just 20 okay. years older now, okay, which they are. They did a that's '80s, 80s show with a whole 80s, different, yeah. different, different, thing, tanked, different thing. Different right? thing. Different thing. This is a direct follow up to that '70s show okay, in the same I'll garage. Same now I watch it. I wasn't yeah. going to because yeah. so the, that '80s show sucked. I didn't even look at that. <laughs> didn't care. Yeah. And everybody that does the 80s anyway, they overdo it. They think the yeah, 80s yeah. was all neon and it was more wood grain, honestly, and orange velvet. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, looking forward to that. That's coming on Netflix January 19th. So right around the corner. Very cool. Before we get out of this show, I want to take one more minute to thank some more people who have supported us financially by heading over to Patreon. I want to thank Tamara. Now, this is Tamara of Totally Cool 80s. This is oh, Tamara oh. D, who has written the, the trivia, the music trivia books that we've done live streams with. Tamara jumped into Patreon and said, you know what? You guys support me. I'm supporting you. She jumped on board. Uh, also, Chad L, long, long, long oh, time yeah. supporter. He gave us a raise. He just bumped oh, up. He said, nice. you know what? Man, you so guys nice. are great. You're still great. You're a little bit greater than you were yesterday, apparently. So just for nothing. I can't <laughs> so believe generous. how many people, in, I know, in our, in our audience have committed to some level of support and then months or years later go that's not enough I like you a little more and that's it's it's just amazing so uh, Tamara, Chad and everyone who supports us over there if you would like to join these amazing people if you've thought about it for a long time man this is the perfect time we could use your support just head over to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon for as little as a buck a month you can throw your hat in the ring and support what we do and become part of how we get done what it is that we do so again thank you so much to those of you uh, who already do and are thinking about it 
you head over there and check it out. That then is going to wrap it up for this edition of the show. Don't worry, we'll be back in two weeks with another one. But next week is our backtrack. <laughs> That's where we take a nostalgic topic and dig in deep on it. Oh, John's waiting believe on it or this not, one. <laughs> believe it or not, we're going to be walking on air. That oh, entire backtrack. <laughs> the puns are starting already. I don't know. Oh my God, I knew that was coming. I don't know how I could feel so free. <laughs> we are talking about... God, Ralph and the Super Suit, the greatest American hero, 1981 series. I'm just going to turn off my camera now. <laughs> no, no puns. No more puns. No more puns. Uh, I've been wanting to talk about this one for a while. It finally came up in the rotation. We're going to be covering the greatest American hero. That's coming your way next Thursday. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you, man. Always fun, man. Fourth listener, it's you, though. We all appreciate most of all. And we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Okay, uh, 138. 138. Again, be awake. Be awake. All right. We'll go in. <laughs> it's changing weather. It, it's going to be super cold tonight, isn't it? I know. It's, a, it's, it's like both pissing me off. Keep it together. Keep it together. Keep it together. Keep it together. <laughs> in five, four, three. Sorry. Now the fucking phone rang in my house. Damn landline. <laughs> I didn't hear I it. Hear it but... Landline. You can't hear it? That's good. No, I didn't. Oh, good. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. 